Welcome to TMG Today. Join other master manifestors across the globe to turn your goals into reality at lightning speed. Here, we connect the dots for you so you can skip all the nonsense and finally get unstuck. Right here on the Manifestor's Guide today. Let's go. Hello, fellow adventurers, and welcome to TMG Today, the Manifestor's Guide podcast. I am Dewey Taylor. Welcome, everyone. I'm Charlie Carroll. This is the intersection of universal law, success principles, and leading-edge science. So as always, if you find value in anything that you hear on the podcast today, make sure that you share that with others. Why, Charlie? Because when you share value out into the world, value comes back to you. And we say that every week. And this week, we're going to tell you exactly why that is. That's not just a slogan. Yes, and that, how. Right, and how. That's <laughs> not just a slogan that we've used to get you to share our podcast. There's actual science behind behind doing this and what happens when you put value out and how that enhances the value you receive in your life. I am so excited for today's episode. I am too. And on that note, like, share, and subscribe. We're on YouTube and podcasting apps everywhere and on social media at Manifestor's Guide. So make sure that you share this episode today. I actually think personally... This is one of the most important episodes that we have done and will do. Yes. So definitely share this one if you find value in that. This is an extension of our Inner Circle online community as a part of our Master Manifestor system. You can check that out at manifestorsguide.com. Also, make sure you check out the blog. We've got incredible articles. We have a brand new article about Socratic and didactic thinking. Um, if you have never even heard of that and don't know what I'm talking about, definitely go check that out on the blog right now. We've got a podcast page there as well as books and all sorts of great things. So definitely check that out, manifestorsguide.com. Charlie, how are you doing today? Dewey, I am fantastic. This week's episode Episode, I think we're both really excited about it because I don't know one person who would not have a paradigm shift after listening to today's episode. We're talking about giving, right? We're talking about the giving cycle and giving in a way that actually enhances your life instead of wears you down is a concept that I know I wasn't familiar with until I started diving into these ideas years ago. And it just, it changes everything when you realize you can, you can, you can be of a great benefit to others while also enhancing your own life at the same time. It's wonderful. Absolutely. Well, and we have a community question. Is that correct? We do. We do. Ainsley from Lubbock, Texas. It's so just right to the point. How can I give to others without constantly draining all of my energy? I would love to know. Uh, Ainsley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hits the nail right on the head. This is one of those things that we're doing this episode so we can constantly direct people back to this episode over and over again, because this is a concept of really it comes down to how do I give without feeling drained? Yes. How do I give <laughs> without feeling drained? We're going to talk about why. Why do we feel drained when we give to other people when it's actually a good thing? And there's a lot of science behind giving and how it is good for our brains, a lot of neuroscience. So we get a boost of good chemicals when we give, right? There's actually three neurotransmitters called the happiness trifecta. And these chemicals are dopamine, serotonin, and oxytocin. These are three really important chemicals. Dopamine is our motivation and our reward. This is where we get our adrenaline rushes. So this is released when we like play sports, right? Or we have an important achievement and we mm -hmm. feel that sense of achievement. That is dopamine. So that's why we like exercising. We like going out and being physical or achieving something. It feels good. 
serotonin is a mood stabilizer. That overall sense of well-being, our overall happiness, that actually comes from a chemical. So this is released to move out any bad substances out of our body and regulate our mood. And then oxytocin is what they call the cuddle hormone. It makes us feel connected. It gives us empathy. This is released during sex. And it feels good. It feels good to be connected. It feels good to not just be kind of alone on an island by yourself. Relational. Remember the, the law of divine yeah. oneness. We're, we're all connected. Yes. Relational. So these three chemicals are so incredibly important for motivation. You know, it stimulates the pleasure and reward centers in our brains, and it makes us want to keep doing it. That's why we love giving. It actually feels good to give. And we're talking about today opening up the giving cycle. Well, what does that mean? This goes back to a lot of the universal laws. The one that I think is the most important for what we're talking about is the law of cause and effect. Basically, you give what you get, right? So what you put out, you get back. Yes. So people think that means directly that giving... If I give, that means I get. Yes. If I give, then I get. I give what I get. We hear that all the time, right? But I would tweak that a little bit and say you get how you give, mm -hmm. not you get <laughs> what you give. You get what you give is a very cliche phrase that I don't think a lot – I think a lot of people hear, but they go, I don't know if that actually reflects my experience because I'm giving yes. a lot, but I'm exhausted or I'm not getting enough back in return. And you said that's it perfectly right there. You get more of how you give. If doing for others is so good and it makes you feel good, then how on earth can it drain your energy? So what we're talking about today on this episode is how to give, how to get rid of that old program, what that old programming is. There's a specific complex that's ingrained into our old program. We're going to talk about that complex, break it down and find out how we can toss that old complex out of our program in order to give in a way that makes us expand, allows yes. other people around us to expand from a completely different state than what we're programmed to give. And I promise this is going to change your life forever. Promise. This is a really important episode <laughs> today. So we're going to break that all down and talk about how to make that shift right after this short break. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. TMG is partnered with Podbean to bring you new episodes each week. Are you finally ready to step into your own power and let your voice be heard? Well, then why not start your very own podcast? Remember, what you find ordinary, others will find extraordinary. It's never been easier to produce and distribute your podcast to every major podcasting app available. Podbean also makes monetizing your podcast foolproof so you can add value to the world while you're making money. Thanks to our partnership, you can try your first month absolutely free. Visit podbean.com slash TMG today. That's podbean.com slash TMG today. Brain science has shown that by the time you're seven years old, you've installed a program in your mind that you'll run for a lifetime. And for 99% of us, we're running a program of struggle, but you can change that. At TMG, we've designed a system to install this new programming to get you exactly where you want to go. With the power of brain science and multisensory learning, you'll discover your path of least resistance as you manifest your goals into reality. And for a limited time, you can try the Manifestor's Guide to Ease system absolutely risk-free. This system comes with unlimited access to weekly coaching for accelerated results, as well as instant membership into the Manifestor's Inner Circle online community. If you're ready to finally get unstuck and create the ultimate life success you know you're you're capable of. Visit manifestorsguide.com. Use coupon code TMG today for 10% off and we'll send the Manifestors Guide to Ease system to your email right now. That's manifestorsguide.com. 
Welcome back from the break, Charlie. Right before this break, we were talking about the happiness trifecta, right, of chemicals and the neuroscience behind giving and why giving is so good. But we were also asking the question, if giving is so good for us and it feels good, then why on earth can it drain our energy, right? right? Why can something that's so good also feel bad to us? Well, we angled in on the how. The, The space that we give from, we talk about a lot in the Manifestor's Inner Circle, how everything can be positively or negatively aspected, right? And there is right. uh, always going to be a paradigm that f- leads to one of those ways. And I think we have a lot in our old program, right? A lot that we were groomed to believe that mm-hmm. good people give and bad people keep, right? It's it's the it's the good versus evil, greed versus selflessness paradigm, and it's very yes. absolute. It just says good people give, but it never really involves the how. It doesn't say, is there a smart, is there a smarter way to give? Is there a healthier way to give? What you just said hits the nail right on the head. And I'll tell people why we're going to just dive into this today, guys. We're not going to, we're not going to tease you the whole episode. (laughs) There is a very specific complex that is ingrained within us and most of culture. It's called the savior complex. Now I'm just going to start by reading the definition of the savior complex. The savior complex or white knight syndrome describes a complex psychological state where a person meets a need to save people by fixing their problems. If you have a savior complex, you might only feel good about yourself when you're helping someone else, believe that helping others is your purpose, expend so much energy trying to fix others that you end up burning out. That's a savior complex. (laughs) And a lot of people don't even know that's a real thing. (laughs) They don't even know that's real. And so... We're going to show you how to break that savior complex down, toss that out with the old program, and we're going to show you what to replace it with, because I promise there's a better way of giving. So the savior complex comes from a very self-serving place, right? It sees people and reinforces the powerlessness, the incapability of others. It enforces need and lack. That's what we're doing when we're giving to try to help or save other people. And when we're giving from that lack space... It really is what we call all the time a Band-Aid solution because it feels good in the moment, but it's not doing anything for the long term for yourself or that other person. Yes. You're, you're also, you know, an example would be uh, seeing a homeless person on the street every day on your way to work and you just give them a couple of bucks. You're, the way you're giving is not materially opening a path for that person to shift, to step up into their own power. You've created this dynamic between each other where you are the savior to the homeless person who needs saving. And that's just an incorrect dynamic about who we are as beings. And it's seeing them as less than need and lack. And the honest truth is you swooping in and trying to save or help somebody is really selfish need because what you're doing is you're trying to make yourself feel better with that hit of the happiness trifecta. Yes. Now, is there anything wrong with buying somebody a sandwich? No. You know, we can do anything from a positive or negative space, right? Correct. So the actual action of what you're doing, buying somebody a sandwich or giving somebody a dollar, that action is not positively or negatively aspected in and of itself. That's why we say it is how you're giving that determines what you're going to get back in your world. And if you end up drained and exhausted, then you are giving from a space that is this savior complex, right? So I have two examples of this really quick. We have a member, Cody, who talks about this in the sense of relationships. He was always trying to save the people he was dating. He was always trying to save them. So he ended up dating basically the same person over and over and over again and teaching them essentially how to love him back. He was helping them up to learn how to love. So that put him into a cycle of all these dysfunctional relationships that were incredibly draining over and over and over and over. 
And when he finally let that programming go, he even says on his testimonial, like, once I let that go, I was able to finally find the person that was already capable of loving me. I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to teach them. I didn't have to save them. They didn't need saving. Right. Well, and if you're connecting your own value to how much you measure that you're giving, what's the metric for that? That's a really complicated thing to decide. And it tends to go that you never actually feel like you're meeting it. If you are oriented around the fact that I give makes me a good person. Yes. When is the point that you are officially a good person? We're disallowing ourselves from actually just living in our own desires and letting our own desires radiate out the goodness that they will naturally create in the world. Yes. What you just said is important. And, you know, I have a friend who's a really, really great friend of mine, and she's a little older than me. She's been a mentor for me in the past. You know, this is one of the most well-intended people that I've ever met in my life. Just hearts in the right place, wants to give to the world and do good in the world all the time. You know, when you kind of get that feeling where you feel the energy a little bit off somewhere and you kind of go, that doesn't feel right. Maybe you don't have words for it yet. You wrote a great article about that. Not having words yet for the energetic space, but you can feel a little red flag there. You feel like something's off. One year she was talking about preparing meals and taking them out to the homeless on Thanksgiving. Now, doesn't that sound wonderful? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But the part that really got me was she said, I went to the most needy part of town, the most desperate part of town. I tried to find the most desperate people. And she was very adamant about saying that as a part of her story. I literally drove into the most desperate part of town and found the most needy people I could. Mm -hmm. And then, and that is what really kind of started. I was like, wait a minute, something's energetically off here. Cause I know the intention's good. I'm not saying the intention is not there. It was how the, the giving was happening that spawned a conversation that years later has led to this whole giving cycle concept because it's how you're giving that you actually create what you want in the world. So that begs the question, if the savior complex is self-serving, then what do we do? What's the solution to this? Right. We talk about energy currency a lot. And we're talking about it next week, actually, in a lot more detail. Instead of spending and expending energy, it's the same thing, right? Where you just toss it into the black hole and it disappears into the void. You get that temporary hit. It's almost like a drug. You get that hit of happiness, right? And then uh, it goes away. But the results are not yielding to us what we desire to see in the world, the change that we desire to see in anybody or anything. The solution is instead of spending and expending energy, is investing our energy, planting seeds, that will sprout into something that is purpose serving, not self-serving. So investments are purpose serving. That's the difference here. And that's the perspective shift. So what are you investing in? If we're not just giving to people now, right? If the giving cycle opens when we start investing and seeing something sprout out of what we're actually giving, then what are we investing in? A question that somebody might have, you know, if they're stuck in that savior complex mindset is, why in the world would I need to invest in everything when giving freely is what we're supposed to do? We're supposed to just give and not expect anything in return. You know, I don't need to give to somebody and have them want to repay me. Or I don't need to give to somebody and say that I'm expecting something in return because that's what an investment is. I give and expect something in return. What are we investing in? Well, you don't have to invest in something to get a monetary return on it, right? You can invest in a better world. You can invest in the world you wish to create. You can invest in the, the big picture of what you desire to see. You can invest in kindness. You can invest in other people's expansion. If what you're investing in is other people and you're giving because you want to see other people do better in the world, how are you giving and what does that look like? 
What resources are you providing somebody? What encouragement are you providing somebody? Are you doing it for you? Or are you doing it to provide a path for somebody to actually move forward in their lives? The purpose of it is the most important thing. It's not just giving for giving's sake. That is the savior complex. Why are you giving? That's the most important part of this. Why are you giving? Because if you have the purpose attached to it, it becomes an investment. We talk about uh, the, the the paradigm of seeking purpose versus applying purpose quite a bit in, numer- yes. in numerous spaces in our coaching. And that's really, that's another way of saying the difference that you're talking about. Uh, the savior complex, the person giving in that paradigm is seeking purpose. It feels like they have to go to the most desperate part of town instead of just uh, giving elsewhere. Not to say it's a bad thing to go to the mm-hmm. most desperate part of town. We start getting into the details that begin reinforcing others' weaknesses, reinforcing others' incapabilities. It invalidates other people, actually. And whereas applying purpose, knowing what your purpose is, deciding your purpose and how you offer to the world and how you share value mm-hmm. and what that value even looks like. Uh, you know, I remember just a, on a personal front, I, I used the example of seeing homeless people on the street every day going to work. When I lived in San Francisco, that was a daily occurrence. And in my at that point in time, I was more plugged into the the savior complex style of giving. Yes. And living on a very tight budget in San Francisco, yet I had more than those I were, were passing on the street who were sitting by the bus stations and 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 you know. There's a lot of hands out in San Francisco uh, expecting or hoping for, and it, it got to, it did get to be a very overwhelming experience. And it actually, you can just feel the energy on the streets. You can feel the energy of, of frustration, frustration from those who are trying to lift up in life and leave the streets, frustrations from those who mm-hmm. feel like they're financing others. Yes. Our society. It's an exa- yeah. It's an example of the savior complex gone awry. Over time, it's bred this tension between yes. the givers and those who've been receiving because the whole time it's it's not been a purposeful, energetic exchange. It's been a band-aid, 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 band-aid for decades. You know? And when and- you're putting band-aids on things, the wound keeps festering. Yes. It never gets fixed. No. So even if you're even if yes, you feel good you. in that thank moment you. to give that dollar away, yes. or if you feel good to give that sandwich away, there's nothing wrong with doing it. Like right. I said, the action in and of itself is it can be great. But we want to make it great by attaching the purpose. I say this all the time. We have greater purpose in our lives than than we can even think of than we even know right now. I think Oprah says it, you know, God has a better plan for you than you have for yourself. It's true. There's something so much bigger trying to come into the picture, but we're not mm-hmm. allowing it when we're trying to just slap that Band-Aid solution right. on. And we can do this with people in our lives, everyday people, just giving somebody our time, just giving somebody our ear all the time when they want to complain. We do this all the time in many, many different spaces, right? Just trying to be there for people all the time. It's the exact same thing. We're right. trying to constantly prove to them and prove to ourselves that we're a good person. We actually create neuro pathways in our brains through association. So if you have associated being good, being decent, being moral, you know, being acceptable with giving, that means that when you're not giving, you're not a good person. And that's part of that old program. So what we need to do is split those things apart. It's not what I give or when I give or how often I give. It's how I give. Mm -hmm. Because if you only give the tiniest bit of yourself, but you give in a way that makes massive impact in other people's lives. Why do you have to overexert yourself? You don't. And thinking that you have to give to everybody all the time actually can drain you when 
giving in a very specific way that is investing back into the world, you can make an impact on thousands, tens Mm -hmm. of thousands, millions of people. And that's what we're holding ourselves back from. And I'll give an example. What if this person I was talking about earlier, what's trying to come in for them is they have the right desire, their heart's in the right place, but they're, they're shrinking and minimizing what's trying to come in by just going and finding desperate people to give a turkey to on Thanksgiving. (laughs) What if what's really trying to come in for this person is there's a resource that's supposed to be developed, creating a nonprofit. So when you go do the exact same thing for people, you say, hey, here's a turkey on Thanksgiving. You are loved. You are valued. Part of my purpose is to put value out into the world and show you that there is a path. There is love. There, there are people who care about you. And I actually have a resource. So that's why I'm giving you this turkey to show you that you're loved and you're valued because part of what I do in the world is to create purpose prosperity and impact for all then giving away the sandwich that's investing yes you've planted a seed of investment and given someone a path when they are ready you're not forcing it you're not making somebody feel guilty you're allowing them to feel loved and cared for and seen and heard which is beautiful what you've just done there is invested in the world that is opening the door to what we call the giving cycle because what you've done is you've planted a seed that will actually see harvest when we position ourselves with other people, you know, in, in say in a friendship and indulging uh, uh, our friends' complaints or negative stories or constant expressions of grief because we feel like that's what makes us a good friend. We're missing the opportunity to teach ourselves boundaries within, but we're also cutting off their opportunity from actually progressing into a space, making room in their own lives to leave behind what they're complaining about. And you just keep each other stuck. We reinforce weakness. We reinforce incapability. But what you just said there, reinforce, that's it. And that's what I want people to hear more than anything in this entire episode, because this could be triggering to some people. If you're being triggered right now, there probably is something that wants to grow and expand Mm -hmm. past that point. You probably are someone who practices the savior complex, not from a bad space. You're a well-intentioned person. But if this is triggering you, you are somebody who probably is reinforcing somebody's lack and neediness. So think about this. When you say, I'm trying to find needy people, I want to help somebody, that means they're in need of help. Need. They're in need of help. I try to find the most desperate person. You you are looking at this person as needy, incapable, and desperate. That's part of the program, that when you feel somebody is in an emotional state or they are in a lower vibrational space right now currently in their life, that that means they're not as powerful. They need you to rush in and save them reinforce who they are really deep down see them as the most powerful version of themselves trust me i have absolutely had friendships and connections fall apart because i refuse and still to this day refuse to see people for what they're trying to tell me that they are as incapable i'm telling you there literally this last year there was somebody who walked out of my life and i was completely okay with that because i refused to reinforce her powerlessness over and over again she tried to tell me I can't do that. I'm just not good enough at that. And the entire time I was consistent with saying, you are powerful. You have every capability to do this. It's up to you. I refused to look at this person as a needy, powerless, emotional, overindulged person. I didn't look at this person that way. They were living in that story. They were writing that story for themselves. I wasn't going to do it. And because of that, this person 100% chose, I want to go live in my victimhood. I want to be around people who reinforce the story. So all these people that they had said, this is a toxic person. This person is abusive to me. This person's verbally abusive. This person is psychologically abusive. This person reinforces all these things within me that pull me down. They went back to all those people. And is that okay? Absolutely. 
But that's not something I'm going to be a part of. We talk about compensation a lot. I'm not creating space in my life for your old story, for your lack and limitation, because I'm not creating space in my life for mine. What we what we reinforce in others, we actually are just reinforcing in ourselves at the same 100%. time. When we reinforce somebody's old story, we reinforce our own. And everybody has an old story. I have an old story. Do you? We, we, we talk about it. I mean, that's how this all came about because of our old story. So there is, there's the old set, the, the golden rule exists for a reason. You know, when it says do unto others as you would have to do to yourself, because it's talking about the actual literal energetic exchange. And when you reinforce somebody's weakness, when you look at somebody as less than, yes. you're actually mirroring that back to yourself. Because there is a part of you that feels less than. There's a part of you that feels incapable. And... Uh, mm -hmm. you know, taking the moment to give in a certain capacity to just assuage that negative feeling is missing the bigger picture. It's disallowing yourself from actually transcending that energy space. Yes. Well, and that's really what we're saying today. The old program really is just giving, which is what we've been programmed to do. Giving means good. Good people give, bad people hoard and are greedy. So if you give, you are good. But that can also drain. And we all know that. We've all experienced it, even if it's not with money. Like I mm -hmm. said, any energy currency, when you give from that space with no boundaries and no purpose, it sucks all the life out of you. Boy, does it ever. Period. Yes. You can give in a way that pulls nothing from your battery and actually boosts you up. That is the investment. So the old program is self-serving and drains. If you ever feel drained from giving, it is self-serving. That is the rule of thumb. When you are investing, which is how we open the giving cycle, what happens is you start opening the floodgates because you are coming from a place of power. You are investing in the better future and it opens the door for you. It opens the door for everyone around you. It opens all doors. It takes no energy to do that. It actually makes you feel more empowered and better. And you are investing in that empowerment. You're investing in the better world. You're investing in the development of people, which means you're reinvesting in the development of yourself. You are reinvesting. That is how you open the giving cycle. So I want people to start replacing the word give with the word invest. The giving cycle happens when you invest. Giving is a cycle of investments. And if you start looking at it that way, all the gates open and everything you put out will come back to you because of how you are giving. You're giving by investment. Giving is the cycle of investments that you are putting out into the world to create more of what you want to see. Boom. Man, that changes lives Boom. right there. Yes. I, I would just add in that, uh, uh, on top of that, every single person, despite circumstantial appearances, every single person emerges into this world on equal footing with regards to their power to create the reality. We create through what we learn to expect and what we teach others to expect. And in actuality, what's such a mind-blowing revelation when you delve into the universal laws and you start looking at the operations of the universe and how you were involved in it is you realize that actually nobody needs you. It is set up to massively expand and collaborate um, uh, uh, with, through collaboration and through relationship yeah. and through connection, right? Through those, the, the, those the three neurotransmitters that we talked about earlier and what they represent, it is set up to expand massively and rapidly when we yes. apply that purpose that we cultivate within ourselves, we apply it out onto our world and then begin letting it radiate into others and where it then lifts others to apply their purpose and others to apply. And it just becomes 
because we're supposed yes. to do that. We're supposed to feel connected. When I say supposed to, I mean that is how we feel expansive. Mm -hmm. You don't have to, but that's what we're here to do. We're here to expand. The universe yes. is always expanding. Everything is always expanding all the time. All the time. So if we're not expanding with the rest of the entire universe in the way that everything is expanding, just scientifically, on a scientific level, matter is always expanding. So if we are not, we feel more constricted because we are meant to expand. Mm -hmm. That's what our journey is. So that means we're meant to expand others. Just by giving a sandwich to somebody or giving some money or giving some time doesn't mean you're expanding them. You actually can be enabling them more than you are helping them. When you're looking at someone as desperate and needy and that you are sacrificing something for them, when you're sacrificing your time or sacrificing your energy or sacrificing a night, that doesn't mean that you're helping somebody. That means you're helping yourself and putting that band-aid on temporarily because that's what good people do. It doesn't mean you're actually investing in a better world and a better future. And that's what we want people to have the shift here. Because let me tell you, so many people have the best intentions. So the intention is not the problem here. This is not a character assassination of this type of person. I have been this person. We all mm -hmm. have. And remember, oh, yeah. who you are has nothing to do with the actions you take in a specific energy. Every person is capable of what we might call in our old program the worst action ever. We're all capable of murdering somebody. Yes. We're all capable of being abusive. We're all capable of loving and being nurturing and calm and quiet and beautiful. We're all capable of that. It's not just like there are just some evil people in the world and there are some good people. That's an incredibly limited way of thinking. Polarity is Polarity is real. We're all <laughs> capable. So realizing that you can step out of one energy and into another, if your intention is in the right place here, you're already 90% there. All we have to do is make that small shift from that place of purpose. We call it the top six, which is creating your top six lifetime goals. Once you have those goals and you've created that purpose in your life, you can apply that purpose, like you said earlier, to everything that you do. And that's where you open all the doors. Invest in the growth and expansion of the people around you, in the world around you. Create that environment of investments because you will reap the rewards of where you place your energy. Woo, that man, hallelujah. That is so good. All right, guys. Well, we are so excited to continue forward in this series. We're doing a, a series of a couple of episodes about value exchange. In our next episode, we're talking about investing energy currencies. We touched on it a little bit today, but what does that actually mean? What are all the energy currencies and how do you invest them? We talked about opening the giving cycle, right? But what does investment actually look like? We're talking about that next week. So we're going to go into value, how to gain it, what to do with it, and how to exchange it. Yes. <laughs> so that expands on what we just talked it's about today. So make in. sure to tune into yeah. that. Charlie, is there anything you wanted to say to the listeners oh, before we go? I think there is. I think I'd like to say, guys, like, subscribe, share. We've just shown you how when you put value out there, by applying your purpose, value comes back to you. And remember that when you invest in other people, even by sharing an episode like this, you are also investing yourself, you're investing in a better world, and anything that you find of value, whether it's at work, whether it's in your personal life, when you hear something, when you see something, when you read something that is valuable to you, share it with at least one person. I'm telling you, if everybody did that in the world, we would progress a million times faster and expand as a society and a culture and a collective, because we are actually actually sharing the value that we get. And that's what this podcast is all about. So thank you so much for listening, guys. We love you to death. Make sure to check us out on manifestorsguide.com. Like Charlie said, like, share, and subscribe. And we will see you guys right back here next week to talk about investing energy currencies and have a beautiful, phenomenal week and invest in yourself, your future, and the people around you. We'll see you next time.